Hey, Colorado Springs. This is Matt Wiley. I'm the sports editor at the Gazette. I'm joined today by Vinny Benedetto. Vinny, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, I mean, with all things considered, I'm doing great. The social distancing, right. the the not being able to see people you're talking to, that's getting old. But other than that, I'm fine. Um, the reason for our podcast today, and this is the fourth version of our podcast, if you haven't catch, caught any of our first three episodes, be sure to give them a listen. But today we're going to talk about the switchbacks. So in the April 4th Gazette, uh, Vinny had a, a piece looking back at the first five years of the switchbacks, and that's on gazette.com. Vinny, can you tell me a little bit about the piece? Yeah, so I um, surveyed a lot of the fans for, for a best 11, which is I, I kind of ran polls to determine who people thought was was the best player at each position from from the first five years of the switchbacks existence. Um, then I uh, kind of tallied up the results and then I went and kind of looked at each, each of the 11 players time with the switchbacks and uh, kind of pointed out some highlights or, or some key moments from, from their time in Colorado Springs. And, uh, and then I, I had a little longer piece on, on Luke Vercoloni, who was uh, a unanimous selection to the team. So yeah, that's a, that's a start. So then when you say you reached out to fans, how long ago did you start this project? And did you notice that as this, you know, stay at home order has gone on that you got more reaction from fans Are fans hungry for sports content? Yeah. Well, I think I started, I started thinking about this probably two weeks ago and, and really just started the polls um, probably about a week ago. Um, and so I think, I think everyone was kind of settled into their, their quarantine routine by that, by that point. Um, but yeah, that was, that was part of the idea behind the project is just that I felt like, you know, even, even in our sports session for, for a while there, it was just like, everything was, was coronavirus related. You know, it's Colorado, uh, high school basketball playoffs being, uh, canceled. Switchbacks obviously have their season postponed, uh, collegiate spring sports being canceled. So I, I just wanted to kind of think of a way we could, you know, a little distraction from, from all of the uh, postponements and cancellations. So can you, can you give a brief history of the team possibly for people who maybe aren't familiar with the switchbacks? Like you've mentioned that they were in Colorado Springs for five years, but that was their, their first year in existence or did, were they an expansion team? Just give a little background for, for people who might not be familiar. Yeah. So they, they, they were an expansion team five years ago. Um, and it, it was just the USL then. And I think when the switchbacks came into the league, it was in the, uh, the third tier of American professional soccer. So there's the MLS, which is, and was the top tier. And I think the NASL, the North American soccer league was the second tier, uh, back in 2015, the switchbacks first season. And then since, um, the USL, now the USL championship has become, the second tier uh, of American professional soccer. So it, it, the the baseball analogy would be they moved pretty much from from Double A, and now they're they'd be the equivalent of Triple A, even though the club likes to uh, stay away from those comparisons. So you you the first year of the the team, the first few years, they had a lot of success. Was that because they were playing at a, at a basically a lower level? It's that, and, and the league itself was smaller. Um, I think in the range of maybe 24 teams back in the around 2015, but um, you know at the start of the 2020 season now, I think 
it's divided into an Eastern and Western conference. And there's a total of 34 teams, maybe 35. Um, so the league has grown I think there's, there's more money that that's come into the league. And so uh, I, I think just the, the competition or the, the playing field has definitely uh, risen since in, in the five years of the switchbacks. And then you, you mentioned the Rapids a minute ago in the MLS. Well, you mentioned the MLS, which the Colorado Rapids are a member of. Can you explain the connection between the switchbacks and the Rapids? Yeah, so it's what they call an affiliation agreement. Um, it's not, you know, the switchbacks are still owned by, by the Reagan family locally in Colorado Springs, and, and I think part, partially now by Widener Apartment Homes. Um, so they, they, they control their, their own branding and all of that stuff. Um, but they have an agreement with the Rapids where the Rapids will send down. I think, I think the ideal scenario is the Rapids send down four guys that will spend like the entire season in Colorado Springs. And then um, maybe two or three others that would come down here on, on, on shorter stints. Like if they were recovering from an injury and needed to play, 45 minutes of, of competitive soccer. They might come, come to the two before they, they really rejoin the Rapids in full. And, and I understand you might not know the answer to this. Nobody, there might not even be an answer to this question yet, but with the delay of the season and the delay of the MLS season because of the coronavirus, does that affect at all any, any of this, or is that way too far out to even speculate on? Uh, in terms of, the, the in terms of, of the amount of players yeah like four in the minutes and uh, things like that like do you think there'll be more rapids potential rapids players playing with the switchbacks less or will it have an impact at all yeah that's interesting i w i would say potentially less just because um just from a business standpoint if you're you're a team in in any professional league that's losing games right now i think every every league is going to do its best to lose as few games as possible. So that might mean, you know, squeezing more games into a, a smaller time frame, And then you would obviously kind of, you'd want to have more roster flexibility, more, more available players. But I do think there is a, still a group of, of younger players who are, uh, I guess, far enough down on the pecking order where there's, there's, I think there's still going to be a, a handful, you know, probably five, I could say pretty comfortably that that should be with the switchbacks. Uh, regardless of, of what the scheduling looks like. All right, that makes sense. Now to the actual piece that you wrote. Uh, you have the bios on the 11 players. Were there any things that just surprised you? Or, or actually, how do, you want to, how do you want this to go? Do you want to name the 11 players now? I mean, everyone has had a chance to see it on Gazette.com or read it, so it's not like we're giving away spoilers. Who, who made the team? Yeah, I can, I, I'll start at the top. Um, the forward is Mike Seth, who... Played, uh, I think he was here for the first two seasons and then returned for the 2019 season. Um, on the wings, there's it's uh, Saeed Robinson on the left. He's another guy that had two stints with the switchbacks. On the right, it's Shane Malcolm. Uh, he's got the uh, the only hat trick in club history to his name. Uh, moving to the middle midfield, we've got Luke Vercoloni, the the attacking midfielder, and was a uh, unanimous selection. Um, then Ronnie Argetta is kind of the central midfielder, and Jordan Schweitzer is the defensive midfielder. Um, both those guys have enjoyed pretty successful careers with the switchbacks, obviously. And um, 
from on on the defensive line from left to right, it's uh, Josh Josh Suggs, Eck, Josh Phillips, and uh, Jordan Burt. And the goalkeeper is uh, Davala Gorick, who who was here for the uh, the first two seasons. Now I, I hate to mention a player who maybe didn't make it, but what was the closest race that you know where it was came down to the wire with the fan voting in the fan and 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 were there any ties? And if so, did you have to break that tie? We were very close to a tie um, at at the forward position because I I ran polls on my personal Twitter account and in the the Trailheads uh, supporters group in their Facebook page. So I figured between those two, I, I could I could get it out in front of most anyone who is interested. And and I don't want to interrupt you. Do you know the Trailheads handle? Because there might be some fans listening that might want to join this group. Do you have their handle available? I do not. Um, but if, if you search Trailheads SG maybe in Facebook, you should okay. uh, you should get close enough. You should be able to find it, I would hope. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, forward it was uh, Mike Seth won the vote, but I think it came down to – maybe a vote or two. Uh, Marty Mabin was, was the closest challenger there. And so when you were doing this project and when you were interacting with uh, fans of the team and readers of the Gazette, um, the crowdsourcing, using social media, did it generate other story ideas for you in the future? Yeah, well, I think there's uh, – I think I, I became more interested in – in some of the things from from the first two, the club's first two seasons, and just maybe looking in terms of, of what worked or what changed, because there are some guys who are still a part of the team now that were that were here in twenty fifth and twenty sixteen, and obviously the the landscape of the league has changed quite a bit. Um, but I, I am now a little bit more interested to see, you know, not only what worked back then, but kind of why it worked, if that makes sense. No, that, that totally makes sense. I, I don't want to spend too much time on this either because there might not we don't know when the season will start. But where what was what were the expectations of the switchbacks heading into this season? I and mean, where was the franchise at in general? Yeah, so um, they they started each of the first five seasons with, with Steve Trichu as as coach or manager. Um, and and Alan Koch filled in for the last two games of, of the 2019 season, but this, this 2020 season was kind of his first chance to, you know, get some of the guys he liked into Colorado Springs. And uh, I think he, he pretty clearly put a, put an emphasis on, on getting to the playoffs this year, um, which would mean finishing in the top 10. And as some of our readers probably know, the, the switchbacks finished at the bottom of the standings last year. So that was, that was a, uh, you know, they're looking for a big leap, but but uh, Koch also maintained that that 2020 was kind of uh, a building season when they're they're really looking to to make a, a leap in 2021 when they've got the downtown stadium and hopefully you know an, an increase of funding so they could uh, you know maybe sign an extra player or two or in, increase the quality of the players they are signing. And then now to, to switch gears a little bit about you personally, um, you're an avid runner. How has the social distancing um, affected you? Um, Have you noticed more people on trails? Have you noticed less? No difference? Yeah, I, it's a little little concerning. I, I've, I've stopped 
going to my favorite uh, favorite park or, or trail to run just because uh, it is possible to, to maintain that social distancing, but it's probably there, there are sections of the trail where it's maybe six feet wide at most. And there are, there are people, you know, walking or running or riding bikes side by side. And it's just like impossible at times to maintain distance. So now I'm just, uh, I'm just running around my neighborhood, which is significantly less crowded and it's, uh, quite a bit easier to, uh, keep my space. And then uh, prior to this pandemic, you had set the goal, um, you were you were trying to do something for charity. Can you give us a little background on that? And I do believe you were going to cut your hair. Is that are you still on pace to do that? Are you still reaching your goals? And then lastly, I can't let you go without talking about the mustache. Yeah. Like if you haven't followed Vinny on social media, um, Vinny, give your tags out and everything. But also, how long are you going to keep the stash? And if you cut your hair up top, are you going to keep it? Yeah. So I'll start with my uh, social media. The handle, my Twitter is probably my what I use most it's uh at V Benedetto so that's my first initial V Benedetto is B E N E D E T T O um and, and to the running goals um yeah this this whole thing was started by Lindsay Smith our preps editor um we were actually at the company Christmas party hanging out and she mentioned that she was gonna she was gonna run a mile a day for the first 100 days of 2020 um, and start a fundraiser that, that benefits the American Cancer Society. Um, and I agreed to do it because, you know, I probably run about a hundred miles in a hundred days anyway. So it, it was just the more of getting out and running every day instead of running, you know, multiple miles four or five times a week. Um, but yeah, so I joined, um, my mom's a breast cancer survivor, so it's something that kind of hits close to home. I've been growing my hair out for like five and a half years now. Um, so just to to maybe uh, boost the funding a little bit. I Sweeten the if, pot. Sweeten yes. the pot. That's, yeah. I said if we hit $1,000, I'd, uh, I'd cut a donatable length of hair, which is somewhere between 8 and 12 inches. Um and I, I would donate that to, I think there are a couple different organizations that, that turn donated hair into wigs for people undergoing treatment. Um, I haven't looked at our fundraising total yet, but the last I saw, we were at $700 and there were about 10 days to go. I think we're, we're about at the final week right now. Um, but my girlfriend's mother is a big proponent in me getting a haircut, so I have a feeling... I have a feeling we're going to hit $1,000 and I'm going to be. Oh yeah. She's, she's going to drop the 300 in. Okay. <laughs> that they know that's going to happen. Yeah. So okay. it, how does your girlfriend's mother feel about the mustache? I don't think she knows it exists yet. Um, but if, if she finds out about it, I might have to raise the total to 1500 and I'll just, I'll just shave everything above my shoulders. Okay, that makes sense. Everything above the shoulders. Eyebrows, too. I take that back. No, I know. I was, just, I was just giving you a hard time. Well, hey, if you've made it this far in our podcast, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you, um, your support of the Gazette. Uh, we're all in this weird, awkward time together. Hope for, what is it, about 15 minutes we took your mind off of the coronavirus and what's going on in the world. 
but uh, we're thinking about you. Uh, take care of yourselves. I'm Matt Wiley. I'm at MW Coyote, like Matt Wiley Coyote. I'm the easiest person in the world to shop for for Christmas. I have so much Wiley Coyote <laughs> stuff. But uh, thanks for thanks for your time and thanks for listening. Have a great day.